Hello and welcome back to Multimodal. I'm your host, Baxter Future. This is a podcast about GPT-3, multimodal AI models like DALI, the company OpenAI. In this podcast, I may talk about new OpenAI research and products, different community initiatives that are going on. I may talk about my own research, my own products. And in this podcast, I definitely share my thoughts on where things are going. I try to make sense of the world from the perspective of a GPT-3 developer or perhaps a multimodal AI artist. Um, I definitely try to share where I think things are going, maybe extrapolate, throw out there, guess on what all of this could mean for the future. This is definitely not a podcast about today. This is a podcast about tomorrow. I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of, of Multimodal. This is a very special edition of the podcast because you see I have got access to Dally 2. If you've been keeping up with my YouTube, my Twitter, or my Substack newsletter, you probably know by now, I've not only gotten access, I've published, I believe, over 10 plus videos already, uh, different findings, different uh, artistic pieces, different things I'm thinking about. Uh, it's been crazy busy on, on my YouTube channel lately and on my Twitter. And it's just so exciting to get access. I wasn't sure when I was going to get access. So this is a very, very exciting episode of the podcast because I will be sharing my first impressions. I have so many thoughts about DALI 2 and what it could mean for the future that I've, I've actually had to split up <laughs> all the different ideas I have. I think I have about three or four different podcast episodes worth already of stuff to talk about. Um, and so also, like, I want to apologize for the delay. Like, I got access uh, last last Thursday um, I was, you know, busy playing with it, still processing it, uh, collecting my thoughts, all that stuff. But also on Thursday, Friday, like my allergies were really bad. <laughs> and so like I had a stuffy head, headache, allergy season this time around in Canada. This season was particularly bad compared to most years. Uh, luckily, I'm feeling mostly better. And so I felt it was it was just the right time. Uh, just, you know, I'm so energized by Dali too. I'm so excited. Thank you again for listening in, listening into this week's episode of Multimodal. Uh, so today I'm going to be, you know, do some brief housekeeping. Uh, I'm going to talk about how I got access and, you know, different important tidbits to the platform. I'm going to be sharing what I first tried, like which prompts I first entered into DALI 2. Uh, what was that first experience like in detail? How might that be similar to your experience once you get access? Um uh, in my last podcast, I, I talked about different suggestions and tips I have for people interested in trying DALI 2. What can you do in the meantime? I'm going to be sharing the 2.0 to, to those notes. I think I got a few things wrong that I suggested in the last podcast that I want to correct now that I have access. Looking back in hindsight, what would I recommend to somebody? What can they do now before they have access? Um <clears throat> I'm going to talk about just some other things as well, like how it's already changing my YouTube workflow. Uh, if you've noticed at the bottom left of the screen, if you're watching on the YouTube, I have a new podcast cover. We're going to be talking about that. And then I will be closing with a very, very big and probably scandalous DALI 2 prediction. That will be at the end of the episode. So make sure you stick around right to the end. So as usual on this podcast, we've got a lot of ground to cover. I feel like today it's even more... <laughs> Um, and for sure, not only am I excited, um, I just, uh, I, I just can't wait. I could, I feel like I could talk about Dali 2 for weeks. So let's get started. Uh, so to, to begin with, um, 
I, of course, wanted to just start with some basic housekeeping. I think we need some ground rules. We need a framework <laughs> to have this discussion. Um, and also, you know, Dally 2 is changing so much of how I'm creating content lately. Um, I've just been executing, putting content out there. Uh, one of my big motivations for the content that I'm putting out uh, on my YouTube channel, you'll see for the past week or so, it's been daily that I've been uploading a new video. Uh, if you don't make YouTube videos, you have no idea how hard that is <laughs> to just put out a video every day. I not only conceptualize the video, do the research for the video, I also edit the I also edit the video and make the YouTube thumbnail and everything. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know how long this can go on. <laughs> like, it, it's definitely not sustainable, not just for my time and my health. But I guess, uh, you know, the reason I've done it to this point, the reason I'm so energized about it, a lot of people still don't have access to Dally 2. I'd say most people don't have access to Dally 2. And so I've tried my best to be as public as possible with my experiments, my findings, different things I'm learning. I'm hoping there's some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I hope there's some way that, you know, you're, you're getting, I, I can't find the word, but I, I'm hoping that by watching my experiments, my performance, you're, you're getting some value out of it. Like almost you're in my shoes, like almost like watching your sports team or something. Um, and so I'm just motivated to just put content out there for people who don't have access. Um, and so anyways, with all of that said, um, if you're interested in Dally 2 uh, and you still don't have access, you're, you're interested in this topic, you want to learn more, you want to get a head start, I can't recommend enough. It sounds really corny. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash future. Make sure you have notifications on. And if you really want to stay in the pulse with all my different research findings, different thoughts I have in the most rawest form, you should probably follow me on Twitter at future. So that's the big housekeeping note, the first one. <clears throat> um, uh, second, going forward on this podcast, which is called Multimodal, um, I think it would be a good idea for a lot of people who are tuned into the podcast to start watching it on YouTube. Part of the reason, you know, this podcast used to be audio only. Part of the reason I started recording it with video um, it wasn't like really an algorithmic thing. Like I think the YouTube algorithm will promote it more. The reason I did it is because I had a feeling things would become multimodal very quickly. Soon we not only would be dealing with images, perhaps we'd be dealing with audio and like video and, you know, perhaps some interactive elements, you know, stuff like that, you know, some kinds of Google Colab notebooks, stuff like that. So, um, in order to get the visual cues from now on, I recommend you start watching the podcast on YouTube. I'm going to try my best to describe any visual content on the podcast. However, for the best experience, I recommend you start watching it on YouTube. Um, this is just, I think, you know, we're in a different gear now on the podcast in this space. And so in second gear, I recommend this. Um, I will have more GPT-3 instruct GPT stuff. I haven't forgot about it. I still love GPT-3. It's just the DALI-2 stuff is, is top of mind right now. It's very topical. Um, it has, you know, serious implications. Um, and the podcast is called multimodal. And so like, I, I don't know how much time I could spend as much as I used to on GPT-3, but I'm hoping to have more GPT-3 content. Um, I'm hoping someday we will get the lost episode, the, the third or fourth one where I'm talking about how great instruct GPT is, <laughs> but, uh, that is unfortunately not today. Uh, perhaps, perhaps in the future, I will I will share my thoughts again on why Instruct GPT is a game changer. Um, 
I may upload another podcast this week. I kind of want to get something out sooner. So keep your heads, keep your, keep your ears posted for that one. Keep your heads up for that. Um, and by the way, so you're listening to this podcast now. My assumption is you've watched my YouTube video where I've already demoed the DALI 2 research beta product. That's again on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash future. I posted it last week and my assumption is you've already watched it so that I don't have to explain the product. <laughs> you already kind of have a general idea about what it's capable of and how it works. I recommend if you're interested in DALI 2 to watch that demo. A lot of questions, basic questions that people have are answered just in that video. Anyways, oh my God, what a long housekeeping. Uh, so we can now jump in. Um, so right off the bat, I, I want to congratulate the team at OpenAI. And, you know, it goes without saying, DALI 2 is beyond a game changer. This is an incredible product, amazing research. Um, it changes creativity forever. It may change everything forever, <laughs> you know, which is a crazy thing to say. It's a, it's, you know, beyond delightful to use. Uh, in the next podcast episode, I will be talking about just how great it really is. Um, I'm going to expand on that some more and a little bit actually in today's podcast. I want to congratulate, you know, the, the engineers, researchers, um, you know, data team, contractors involved, different partners, leadership, product managers, uh, you know, everybody at OpenAI. I just want to congratulate you. This is an amazing product. Uh, as, a, as a beta user, I'm mind blown by it. And, you know, this is a huge achievement. You all should be very, very proud of yourselves. Um, DALI 2 is an incredible product. Um, so with, with that out of the way, uh, now we can chat about access, platform. So <clears throat> I, I, I do not know the full reason or story behind my access. Um, besides my involvement in the community, um, I... You know, I, I can't quite put my finger on why I got access, but I'm, I'm really grateful. And of course, I really appreciate it. I've tried my best to create as much content as possible for as many people as possible uh, in the time that I've had it just because I feel that gratitude. Um, and and like I, I just want everyone else to also benefit. Uh, I've been given access. And so we can all sort of uh, benefit and, and get a win out of this. Um, for everyone wondering, I get the same set of questions all the time. How did you get access? When when do you think I'll get access? Or some people will ask me, when did you apply for access? <laughs> um, and the fourth question is, can you generate this DALI 2 prompt for me real quick? Um, so again, like I don't fully know how I got access. I'm just really grateful. If I had to pinpoint it, maybe it's my involvement in the community. I've been really involved from the beginning. I've been a part of many betas, OpenAI Codex, GPT-3, uh, for a while now. I mean, that's my guess, but I don't know why. I'm, I'm just really grateful. Um, when will you get access? I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, you know, again, like I'm not affiliated with OpenAI in any way. I don't represent them. I don't speak for them. Um, and I'll let them comment on it. In my last podcast, I shared a tweet from Sam Altman where he said, basically, they're working on ramping it up. And so again, like I like, <laughs> please stop asking me. I don't know when you'll get access. However, I am compassionate that you want access and you want to try it. Um, and then when did I sign up for the waitlist? I signed up minutes after it was announced. I mean, it makes sense. I try to you know break the news on this stuff uh, in the community, and so obviously I would hear about it right away, and then also sign up right away. Um, and then lastly, can you generate this Dally to prompt for me? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've, I'm, I'm trying my best to fulfill as many 
Dally 2 prompts as I can. However, uh, at some level with everything else I'm doing, it's kind of impossible. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, so that that's the whole access story. And again, I'm, I'm thankful to the team at OpenAI for, for sharing it with me. Um, it means a lot to me and it's, it's just been mind blowing. And of course I've, I've tried my best to, uh, sort of, uh, put out as much as I can for everybody else. Um, now specific details about the platform. If you're wondering, um, essentially Dali two is a multimodal AI program, multimodal AI model, as well as a product that can generate images just with text. It's as simple as you just type in text and get back images. You get about, I believe, 10 images. It takes about 10 to 20 seconds to load those images, but you get 10 at the same time. You can then download the images. You can share them on this cool landing page. Um, it has a little bit of a history thing on the side where you can see your previous searches and the results you got back. Um, the I've tried testing how long you can submit a prompt uh, into Dali. It's very generous, very long. Uh, I didn't measure the exact amount, but for most prompts, I imagine you'll be able to enter some text and, and get back, uh, you know, a series of image generations. Dali 2 is really exciting because I believe it's the first OpenAI product that you can use on your phone. Um, that part is really fun. Like, you know, you can use it before bed, casually, when you're out and about. When you're showing something quickly to a friend, if you want to generate something to drop in a group chat on Signal or WhatsApp or whatever, um, that's also really cool. And of course, I am using Dali 2 as a part of the research beta. And so, um, you know, I may have a much different experience than you. It's probably going to be improved better. There'll be new future, new features by the time you get access to it. Um, and there's also some different terms of use and restrictions that I have. As, as a part of the beta, I'm not sure what the plan is in terms of the policies, but for now, uh, I was told no commercial usage, definitely no NFTs. In fact, I think it says that in the product somewhere. I think, don't quote me on that. Um, there were, you know, we've been asked not to crop out what's known as the DALI signature. So this is basically a watermark at the bottom right of the image. And sort of the thinking is, you know, people should be allowed People should know right off the bat if something is image AI generated or not. Um, and so, you know, you can't crop out the DALI signature, at least based on the current policy. Um, what else? Uh, and just like, you know, just some basic like safe, positive, fun generations for now. Uh, oh, and OpenAI owns the images. I, I think that's the current policy. They own they own them entirely. Um. So I've talked a lot about the platform. I talked about how I get got access. I think my sort of one of my first takeaways from using the product, it's impressively very safe. Um, now, please don't quote me on that. That is a pretty big generalization, but that's at least what I'm finding based on my usage. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm not entering stuff that's you know, inappropriate at all. Um, you know, I take this technology very seriously. I'm aware of the safe, safety implications of this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think it's a joke. Um, but in general, my experience is I have not seen any generation up to this point, which, which has been inappropriate. And that's a huge feat to say. Compare that to your experience with, you know, Google Images or other kinds of platforms. Just in general, how much, how much, how often do you browse the web and come across uh, some kind of image which you would deem as offensive or inappropriate. Um, 
this was a surprising finding and I think it's uh, it's really promising. I can't imagine how much work went into the Dali product to make it um, what I would what I would qualify as impressively safe. Um, next, I, I, I've sort of been noticing that um, Dali 2 kind of does have an art style and this is also just a you know first impression, broad generalization, don't quote me on it. It's kind of got this cutesy look. <laughs> like uh, I feel like it really excels at generating images, cute illustrations of animals, right? Um, like very nice digital art paintings. And I feel like it really excels at that. Um, it's not to say that it's bad at other generations. It, you know, it's awesome with photorealistic stuff. Um, it's awesome with, with sketches and many, many different kinds of prompts. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'm just saying that, it, you know, I wonder if these different multimodal engines based on their training data set will have um, a different essence to them. And perhaps maybe the way DALI 2 is panning out um, because of its training data, because of its alignment, because of its safety thing, because it's, you know, in my view, like the first, you know, very commercially viable uh, multimodal text to image engine, perhaps it, it will just, you know, have this cute, fun look. Um, and, you know, perhaps in the future, you may be able, somebody really skilled may be able to distinguish between a DALI 2 generation versus something else. Um, just an interesting idea I'm throwing out. Uh, the big question I get uh, is about cherry picking. In my experience, I'm not really cherry picking that much. Um, I do maximum one or two, you know, regenerations, maximum three. Um, DALI 2 cherry picking is very interesting compared to GPT-3 cherry picking. Um, so just to distinguish, uh, GPT-3 cherry picking was basically when it would work at all, <laughs> right? And then every once in a while, you'd be like, I want something that works and is like very impressive, right? And then that was sort of GPT-3 cherry picking. DALI cherry picking, I'm finding a lot of the images are, are good. Like you could use them, but it's, a, it's a, again, art is subjective, right? So I don't even know if cherry picking is the right word. You may just not like something Taste-wise, it might not have the angle that you want as an image. It might not have, you know, different character positioning, blocking, composition. Uh, it may not be your view of a great illustration or digital art piece. It's just not your taste level. Um, and so I don't even know if, if you could qualify that as cherry picking. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's just subjective art. And I, I don't know, like, if you had to search five or six times over and over again in DALI um, because you want something great. Like, I, I don't quite know if um, if it's uh, that bad of a thing if you end up with something great. I don't know if that's a model problem. I don't know if that's a technology problem because, you know, art and taste, are, these things are subjective. Um, but, to, but I guess to answer the larger criticism, like, I mean, the generations I'm putting out on Twitter and on YouTube you know, these are not um, highly, highly cherry picked. These are, again, generally two to three searches, uh, maybe, you know, some amount of prompt refinement, you know, some amount of tweaking the prompt to get what I want. But the results are good. And you're seeing that on the YouTube. And just think about how many videos I've put out to, up to this point. We're probably talking about hundreds of images, maybe more. Um, 
It just theoretically wouldn't even be possible at the schedule I've been uploading <laughs> to cherry pick that much. Um, and so it's again, just a, just a testament of Dali too. I, I think we're almost beyond cherry picking. I almost feel like we need new language at this point. I almost feel like the word cherry picking doesn't do it justice. I think cherry picking implies some lack of competence, <laughs> right? Dali 2 is not an incompetent product. Um, it's quite impressive. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, works at a caliber and quality level um, that is very, very impressive. And so if, if there is any kind of cherry picking going on, I, you know, I think it's more your subjective taste. Maybe there's some stuff about photo reel, like, you know, like some, some stuff like why is, you know, why does this table have three legs? You know, like occasionally you might see that, but again, like it's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about people calling it cherry picking, but I just wanted to answer that because a lot of people have been asking me. And again, this is my experience as a user. I'm not speaking on behalf of any company, anyone else. This is just my opinion. <laughs> I encourage you once you get access to form your own opinions and you're welcome to let me know. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm receptive to, to feedback as well. And I'm always looking to sharpen my, my own perspective on things too. So that was all about how I got access and the platform. Um, let me take you back to when I first tried Dally 2. Um, this was perhaps a week or two ago. I tried it with a friend. Um, <clears throat> so I already had my list of prompts that I wanted to try once I got access to Dally 2. And, you know, I was, I was pretty blown away. I remember one of my earliest prompts was entering street lamps made of flowers. Right, I'll be sh I'll be sharing the the results from that on the video. Um, I I tried a prompt about uh, a a spaceship as if a child drew it. Um, so my first prompt with the lamps was just to test its feasibility, uh, perhaps around combining two different things, and then the child's children's drawing was you know very uh, impressive to me. Give me a second. Uh, yeah, so the the children's drawing was was really impressive to me. I think that was you know definitely sort of a a magic moment when you just look at the resolution of of the generation when you just um, you know see the details how feasible it is is something a child drew. It's very impressive and very beautiful. Um, and then I experimented with some silhouettes. So I think the the prompt was something like. A girl wearing a, a silhouette, photo of a silhouette of a girl wearing a scarf. Um, one funny thing I tried was an armchair designed by Apple. <laughs> and uh, Dally 2 literally returned an armchair with like this weird 2D Apple <laughs> in the middle of it, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think the real turning point for me, besides my initial experiments, what I, once I got a feel for the, for the Dally 2 model... The real turning point was when I entered, uh, you know, this like brutalist pencil sharpener, uh, which ended up becoming the genesis of, of two, two YouTube videos, actually. Uh, brutalism is a form of design. I, I talk about it in, in my YouTube video. But when I saw those pencil sharpeners, how realistic they were, how they fell into the brutalist, uh, you know, school of design that thought um, and like just like... Um, that was a real magic moment for me to see, you know, just this, like I had an idea, I typed it and it existed. 
the feasibility of it, how interesting it was. Um, that was sort of when I got hooked on Dally 2 for the first time. And I almost feel like the rest is history. I feel like that, you know, brutalism video and especially the brutalist pencil sharpener, I got a decent amount of traction on Twitter too. Um, it was just eye opening for me. And I think that's, that's when things really started to change. Um, uh, how is it different from the series? <laughs> so this is the next topic. So, uh, this is a question I get a lot. Uh, a lot of people by now have seen my YouTube series, GPTX Dally at our multimodal future. Uh, in that series I put out last summer, I talked about what something like Dally 2 could mean for the future of creativity. Uh, this was last summer I had released it. Keep in mind, I'd never even tried Dally. Dally 1 was never publicly released. And of course, I, I had not tried Dally 2. Um, uh, and so how have, how have my thoughts changed? How am I finding it? What's it like as a series creator now using the product <laughs> that you made a series on? Um, I would, I would say that, you know, a lot of what I captured in the series, I'm pretty proud for the most part, I feel the series does apply. Now I am going to be going back and I I've sort of got some better words for things. <laughs> so over the next few weeks, I'm going to be publishing like a Substack news article where, you know, I think some concepts are becoming more clear. And so I may be labeling them. Um, but yeah, I think this series did an app job. And, you know, now that I'm using it. Um, but one thing that's really interesting is being a part of the DALI 2 beta. Um, it's almost like looking at, you know, this multimodal future that I described in the series almost through a microscope. You know, like the the series was these broad strokes, broad ideas. What are the biggest, most important things about this multimodal future? And I guess the the exciting thing about Dally 2 is, you know, um, now I'm able to sort of explore this world um, in a microscope and just see, you know, all the little organisms, you know, and there's so much more uh, to it. Um, that, you know, I, I mean, it'd be impossible for any series to, to capture, uh, what's fully possible, but yeah, for, for the most part, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, really exciting, honestly, to just make a series on something and then use the product that the series was about. And of course I encourage all of you, like if, if, if you're feeling like, why is Dally 2 so hyped? Why are people so excited about being able to generate, uh, all these, you know, images, videos, audio, just with text. GPTX Dally and our multimodal future. In this series, I basically try to answer what is the excitement all about. Um, so I encourage you to check it out, and the link is going to be in the YouTube description. So now I'm going to be talking about. Uh, so last podcast episode, I had numerous suggestions for people um, who don't have access to Dally too. I gave suggestions on what you can do in the meantime, uh, things things you can try, things you can be doing and how to sort of uh, maximize and make the most of your experience once you do become a Dally 2 user. Now, I'm not going to re-summarize it. I encourage you to go back to that podcast episode if, if you are interested in those ideas. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think now that I am a Dally 2 user, I want to apologize. I think there's things I got wrong. So the first of which is um, I wrote that it's really important to do note-taking. So Part of the reason I said that, this is a GPT-3 thing, to be honest, right? 
I think GPT-3 prompt development, you still really, really benefit from taking good notes. Um, however, with DALI-2, um, I think you're able to iterate a lot, lot faster. Um, it's mainly visual. Um, and part of it also has to do with how DALI-2 was designed. So one of the things I'm going to suggest for DALI-2 right now, you can't copy an image. You can only download it. And so because you can't copy it, it's just more of a pain to, to take notes with it, take notes on the side because you, you download it and then you have to go back to your notes. Then you have to click upload. Then you got to select the load. You got to select the image and then wait for it to upload. Um, and so that one step sort of also adds to the overhead of, of, uh, taking notes. Now I'm going to be describing like my current workflow, but, um, my actual suggestion is to, uh, iterate a lot faster with Dali to take more experiments, try new things, um, and just explore and have fun. Um, and now I'll talk about my current workflow. So, um, my current workflow. So one thing I've been doing is just sharing my findings publicly uh, in a very organized way. So I will tweet uh, the prompt. I will tag it Dally Dally 2, right? <clears throat> and then I will just attach uh, up to four select images from that search. Um, Twitter does save images up to a decent high resolution. By my understanding, they don't compress it too much compared to other platforms. And the benefit of it is I'm posting it on my Twitter real time. Here's the experiment. People can, you know, add in some suggestions. People can like it. People can spread it. And it's just sort of helping get that experiment out there to more people. And so I didn't find myself necessarily. I know I said, <laughs> take notes the way it panned out. I'm just like treating Twitter almost as where I'm taking my notes. And um, the other thing I've been doing, so I mentioned like, you should keep track of all your prompts because these systems will improve over time. And so the prompts that didn't work, you can then later go back once the systems do improve and then, uh, you know, see if they work or not. Right. Because it's hard to be inspired twice. Like that was my thinking. I found that one easy thing you can do is, is just take a screenshot basically of your history. So screenshot, you know, all the different Dali two things you entered, um, and save that into Notion, uh, basically. And then you'll have a copy of everything you entered and hopefully you'll have some idea of which searches worked, which searches did not. Um, by the way, sorry, I didn't make this clear, but right now Dally 2 does not save your prompt history. Um, it has a bar on the right that sort of tracks the current session, but the moment you close that tab or the moment you, it's been uh, standing too long uh, and you haven't closed it or done anything, those images are gone. Um, and so uh, this this may be another feature request I'll have. I'll talk about in the next podcast episode. But for now, um, my full workflow is in Notion, I track my prompts. <clears throat> I take a screenshot of my browser history for all the different prompts I've entered, put that into Notion. Um, otherwise, I'm just entering prompts, downloading those images, uploading them, recording them on Twitter, stuff that's interesting, interesting results I got back. Uh, for notes that I want to keep private, I'm just screenshotting them from my phone or something and, and or saving them in Notion. So it'll either be my phone gallery or in Notion. Um, 
And the other sort of pointer I have um, is I'm using Notepad while I'm using the DALI 2 product. And this is for quick ideas that I get while using it. Um, I found that you'll sort of enter a prompt and then it takes 10 to 20 seconds to load. And then you're just like, oh, I have this great idea. Once it's loaded, <laughs> uh, I'll try it. Um, but then what happens is it gets loaded, then you forget it. <laughs> so I'll have Notepad open while I'm using DALI 2 just for quick prompt ideas before I forget. And those are meant to tr be tried in the same session. And then throughout my experiments, I will have also a notion. I'll just track different prompts I entered that worked into, into notion. Um, so altogether, notepad for current stuff, Twitter for findings and images. And just for my own reference, uh, browser history, I'm sorry, browser history screenshot, uh, for my, my prompt history and to go back in time to see, see what happened. Um, and what else? Uh, and just jotting down, you know, different, different prompts and stuff during a session in notion. So that's my current workflow. Um, my, my big recommendation to people who don't have access, uh, now I, I highly recommend you pay attention to people who do have access to Dally too. Obviously I have a conflict of interest here as somebody who makes a YouTube, who makes YouTube videos and tweets about this stuff, but I still think it's a good idea. Pay attention to the prompts people are using, different modifiers they're using. You can track on the r slash dally2 subreddit what's trending, what, what's getting upvoted, what are some interesting prompts and discoveries, what is the reaction, uh, what is the commentary. In a future podcast episode, I'll be talking about some of my observations of the r slash dally2 subreddit community and how I think you can rank high or perhaps become a great artist. Um, through through that community, sort of how I think they they look at the world and how you can get to the top. But for now, um, I think it makes sense because uh, Dally Two is is usable. Like it's not that hard to use. You can watch my demo video and understand how to use Dally Two. And so, as long as people are genuinely uploading their honest prompts and the results they got back, you can use that as reference. You can keep that in mind. You can take notes on it. Um, and you can use it as inspiration for when you get access. So again, I really highly recommend follow different people who have access to Dally 2 and keep track of their experiments for your own growth. Um, so now I'm going to be talking about how I'm, it's already changing my YouTube workflow. I, I put out a whole Substack article about this, but um, <clears throat> what I'm finding is Dally 2 is, is the best stock image website in the world. And for people who don't make YouTube videos, um, you have no idea how often sometimes I'm staring at a video and I'm like, I have five seconds here, another eight seconds here, 10 seconds here, three seconds here where I have nothing to show <laughs> and I don't know what to put there. Um, and so often you end up going to these stock photography websites uh, in order to see, is there any filler content or stock content, either an image or a video that I could put there just so the person has something to look at in the meantime. And often, you know, uh, stock photography content is not the best to look at. It's usually very corporate. It's awkward. A lot of the actors in, in stock photography don't look like they want to be there. Um, and so it's just been insane using Dally 2 typing in specific kinds of things I want to see in an image that's highly, highly relevant to my video and just getting that back 
and putting it in there in the video. And sometimes I'll request a very detailed, you know, very artsy illustration. You'd think I spent a thousand dollars commissioning someone to make this illustration just for five seconds in my video. I have it instantly and it adds a certain charm and character to my video. And so what's so funny, if you watch my YouTube videos, I'll have an opening sort of broad question, right? Uh, you know, how does, uh, how can we use DALI 2 to improve uh, industrial design, <laughs> right? Something like that. And if you look closely, so in those videos, it's supposed to be all about check out these crazy DALI 2 generations. If you look at those videos closely, I'm already showing DALI 2 generations from the moment they start. <laughs> the moment you see the DALI 2 watermark, the signature at the bottom right, um, basically pretty much my whole video at this point, what, like 95, 100% of of the of the video is is just uh is just dally two images right and i can't tell you like this is such a lifesaver as as a youtube creator um that i i have access to these high quality images they're very personalized my audience benefits and the biggest pain was often even though i'm paying for multiple stock photography sites the biggest pain is often i wouldn't find anything on the web and even though i'm paying i couldn't find anything and then definitely in the creative commons world I couldn't find anything either. And as a creator, I don't want to breach somebody else's copyright. I, I don't want to take content that I don't have permission for and use it in my video. Most people are cool with it. Some people are really not. And to some extent, I respect that. Um, and so I, you know, one of my crazier things, I don't know if I said it in the article, I can see pretty much every YouTube creator in the world using DALI2 uh, for assets. Uh, as probably the greatest stock photography site ever. Um, it's just so handy. It saves me time. It's helped me get videos out quicker. I'm not sure the history here, but by my understanding, I'm, I may be the first YouTube creator to, to even do this, to even use DALI as a stock image replacement so regularly. It's become so integrated into my workflow as a YouTube creator um, that I just, I can't live without it. And so... Um, uh, definitely check out that Substack news article. The, the link is going to be in the description below. Uh, finally, <clears throat> like I have a few more things. So, um, <clears throat> if you'll take a look, like I mentioned, I, I redesigned the podcast cover photo in Dally two. It was a really long prompt, but I ended up basically describing myself with the black hat, with the black shirt, with the beard and everything. <laughs> And, you know, sort of transcending into another creative, higher dimension, higher creative dimension, something of that sort. And now we have this new podcast cover photo. I talked about at the beginning of the year that I wanted to re revamp the cover photo anyways. And I figured for a podcast called Multimodal, I should absolutely be using a cover photo designed by a multimodal AI model like Dali 2. Now, keep in mind, uh, you know, I'm going to be posting that image. Hopefully, you'll be seeing it right now in video. But um, keep in mind, Dali did not generate the text for that. It didn't generate the black border. It didn't generate this sort of rough, uh, worn down texture. I did that in Photoshop. But the core image of my caricature, you know, floating into space with, you know, that nebula behind me, that was Dali too. And I just think it's it's not just fun. I think it's beautiful to look at. I think it's, you know, has a lot of charm and character. Um, and, you know, uh, it's it was just really exciting and fun to re replace my, my podcast cover. Um, and uh, to just, you know, have that made, you know, in a couple of minutes was was just a, just a mind blowing 
mind-blowing experience. Uh, and hopefully you guys have noticed when you downloaded this podcast, you saw it in your feed or or whatever. I, I, you know, I also posted about it on Twitter. Um, one, one thing you'll find... Uh, Oh, and so by the way, one other small thing I forgot to mention, um, Dally 2 is not that good at letters. I think a lot of people have realized that by now. Anytime there's like a, you know, a math formula on the board or, you know, it's some somebody holding a sign, right? Uh, one other big thing as a part of the uh, OpenAI uh, beta program uh, rules, they sort of told us don't generate anything with realistic human faces. Um, and so like you wouldn't necessarily see somebody's face and them holding a sign but if it was just cropped out neck and below maybe or it's an illustration of them holding a sign with letters uh you wouldn't you wouldn't see the letters or they kind of look like gibberish uh but that's just a quick note so with the podcast cover multimodal that text that was not dally <laughs> that was photoshop uh just keep that in mind um so the other thing I'm finding, so what's it like showing Dally 2 to friends? Um, I, I made the demo video. That's on the internet. I didn't get to see most of the audience's reaction. I'm assuming your jaw was on the floor looking at that product and all the things it can do. But I can tell you showing Dally 2 to friends in person, um, they are immediately impressed by it. They immediately get the value from it. They sort of get it, what the value of it is. And they just find it really fun. Um, everybody has all these creative ideas. What if we tried this? What if we did this? And most of the time, once I've shown people the Dali 2 product, even they send me a list of prompts <laughs> to run after and let me know how that goes. Um, and so uh, for them, and of course, I, I forgot to actually mention this in the in, while well, I was talking about how to get access, but for everybody, I can't recommend enough. I mean, if it's not obvious, sign up for the Dali 2 waitlist. The number of people who haven't signed up for the waitlist even and are upset they don't have access, right, is is also high. Uh, please put your name on the waitlist. It's free. I'm going to put the link in the YouTube description as well as the show notes. And so I've even been telling my friends in real life, make sure your name is on the waitlist. Make sure you put it on there. Um, and yeah, they, they have prompts. And I, I like one of the things somebody actually said to me is like, hey, uh, you remember that other thing you showed me? I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, oh, you know, like it was like text and we were like chatting with it. I was like, what, GPT-3? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And he's like, I like this way better. <laughs> and so maybe maybe in hindsight, like I can understand why the, the lay person may not get the hype of GPT-3, although I, I think that's super wrong. <laughs> but like Dally is something people can get. Uh, they can easily get behind, understand the value, make interesting things, and uh, contribute meaningfully. Um, and uh, so I think you'll find once you get access, uh, this is the ultimate uh, parlor trick. This is the ultimate, let me impress my friends. Let me create some value to my network. <laughs> let me show people something really impressive. Um, I think you'll you'll get a lot of props. A lot of people will thank you. They'll be so excited. And it's just a cool experience to share actually with somebody else. Um, finally, I'm going to close out with a prediction. <laughs> this has been a whirlwind. I've covered so many topics. Um, I've, you know, I've been sitting on a lot of this stuff for a while now. Um, uh, so this is where things get really crazy. So if you want to tune out, I, I completely get it. Um, one of my crazier takes, actually, I'll start with 
something less crazy. So uh, I, I actually think the way DALL-E 2 is panning out, its inherent virality, the value it brings to the world, um, its usability, all these all these different factors. Um, I, I think DALL-E will absolutely overtake GPT-3. I think the active user base for DALL-E 2 uh, will be many, many times larger than GPT-3. Um, the, you know, the average multimodal DALL-E 2 artist will outnumber <laughs> the average uh, GPT-3 developer. Now, this is not a bad thing, and I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think a lot of GPT-3 developers will be using DALL-E and vice versa. But I just like, I think at this point, at least from my perspective, it's almost a certainty. Um, the, the user base, the active user base will be far greater for DALL-E. Um, so if we can agree on that, um, I actually think we'll see the reverse. I think more, most people will get introduced to GPT-3 after using DALL-E. Um, they'll use DALL-E and then in the process, they might learn about GPT-3. Uh, and perhaps start combining the two in these interesting ways. I think people will describe um, DALL-E 2, will describe GPT-3 as DALL-E, but for text. I mean, that's technically not correct, but I just think that's how people will describe it. In the same way, I joke around, I always describe Codex as GPT-3, but for code. <laughs> so we'll see sort of a DALL-E first world. I think that's one of the ways, one of the effects I think we'll see at this point, I'm, I'm very bullish on DALL-E 2 and, and uh, believe strongly in the product and its potential and, and where it could go. This is my assessment, my belief based on interactions with, with friends and family. Uh, uh, DALL-E 2 is, is going to go gangbusters. Um, and so uh, altogether, so I said, you know, DALL-E DALL will absolutely overtake GPT-3. Uh, DALL-E will be uh, the the product that will actually actually introduce them to GPT three if anything, um, and I guess one of the crazier uh, predictions I have, I actually believe even in its current state, uh, Dally two, um, if it was publicly available, uh, this is really crazy, uh, but I I actually think it it may be worth billions of dollars just just like today if it was publicly available if you know, the floodgates were open, people could use it safely. Um, I think we're we're not just looking at lightning in a bottle. Uh, we are looking at something massively transformative. Um, now I understand, you know, to some extent, this is a lot of hype. <laughs> I'm probably going to get barbecued for saying this. Uh, you know, I probably get a, a lot of, you know, roasted in the comments. But this is my opinion as a user. Um, you know, I could be wrong. In my next podcast episode, I will be talking more about where this opinion comes from, uh, what what makes Dally Two so great, um, how you know different audiences, different segments, I, I think benefit from it. Uh, it has a different nature of a product. I don't quite think you can bucket it, uh, and if anything, it's the intersection of, of many products uh, with tremendous value for for various individuals, various industries, and so. Um, I've never said anything like this on the podcast before. <laughs> I never said this about GPT-3, even though I, I'm very bullish on GPT-3 and instruct GPT as well. Um, we, we are looking at something really, really, really big and exciting here. And maybe I'm biased. You know, I run a YouTube channel. I run a podcast on this stuff. 
you know, I, I don't really see myself as necessarily somebody who um, gets a little bit too overhyped about these kinds of things. But in this case, there's so much merit here. Um, th th there's so much exciting stuff going on with Dally 2. That's just what I think. And I will be expanding on it in the next podcast episode. So we're going to be next podcast episode. We're going to be talking about that. I'm going to be sharing, you know, detailed uh, features and feedback I have for Dally 2. Walking through that. I'll be talking about some other stuff uh, as well as, uh, yeah, like a, there's, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about in the next episode. So lots to look forward to. I, I may post that later this week, early next week. We will see. So anyways, uh, hopefully uh, there was a lot of information, but I hope you're with me up to this point. I hope it made sense to you. Uh, again, I've tried my best, you know, just sharing my my opinions, my thoughts as an individual user of, of the beta. Dally 2 is is really, really exciting. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for tuning in. Multimodal by Baxter Future is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at BAKZTFuture, YouTube, youtube.com slash BAKZTFuture. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Now is the time. Make sure you have the notifications on. Likewise with the podcast. Uh, you know, I'm going to be uploading more frequently. The schedule may be all over the place, but you'll be getting that content. So make sure you, you're subscribed to the podcast. You have notifications on in your podcast app. Make sure you add it to your queue so it shows up at the top. You know about my newsletter at bakztfuture.substack.com. I just dropped a post today on different kinds of emerging content we're seeing with Dally 2. And I have some more ideas as well, which I will be posting on the Substack. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I hope more people get access to Dally 2. Uh, you know, hang in there and, uh, you know, uh, at, at some point in the podcast, I, I may also just do some AMA and, and maybe take some, some, some more questions if, if anything else is left that I haven't addressed up to this point. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.